Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is March 24th, 2023, and this is episode number 15. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, as always, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Thank you for the numbers continuously going up. We are headed on a direct path to opening day against the Toronto Blue Jays. And on this episode, I am just going to predict the St. Louis Cardinals 26-man roster. I expect some of you to disagree with some of this, but there has to be a decision made and it's going to be on this episode, who is, as of today, the St. Louis Cardinals' 26-man roster um, when they face the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, um, yes, this podcast is coming out on Friday, March 24th. I am recording this, though, in the evening hours of March 23rd. So if anything transpires you know, within you know the next 8 to 12 hours, that could change this. Just keep that in mind. So before we jump into this roster, let's put a recap on the WBC. Um, congratulations to Japan and Lars Newtbar from the St. Louis Cardinals on winning the World Baseball Classic. I mean, what a phenomenal event. Um, what, a, what a finish to the tournament. I mean, what a just everything about it um, was just phenomenal. I saw a statistic that said 97% of the televisions in the country of Japan had the baseball game on their TV. 97%. That is absurd. That is that is. That is just crazy. It's the most watched baseball game in the history of the sport worldwide. Um, I mean, you you know, you got Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani, right? In a three-two count, two outs, with a score of three to two. That's the type of stuff that you just make up in a backyard. Like that's just something as a kid, you're in the backyard, like a couple ten-year-olds, like you're Mike Trout. I'm Shohei Otani. It's a three-to-two game in the World Baseball Classic with a full count down by one. That's crazy, right? Um, so anyway, you know, that event is so good for the sport of baseball. Um, and I think what makes it so good is just the fact that it's single elimination, right? Like, um, with it being single elimination, I think it really puts that anticipation into it. Now, obviously that's once you hit the quarterfinals, I, I love the way they do the event, the event, the whole way. Um, and I think the single elimination just has that March madness feel to a baseball game, which is really cool. Cause we're so used to in the playoffs. You know, besides the one game wild card in the past, we're used to best out of threes, fives, best out of sevens, and you don't really get that do or die um, situation unless it's a game five of a best of five or a game seven of a best of seven. So, anyway, it's just an honor to have a guy like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnato, and uh, Lars Newtbar. You know, it was funny. We were watching the championship game, and those three Cardinals came up in order, right? Obviously, Goldie and, and Newt or Goldie and Arnato on the USA team. But at one point, it was, you know, Goldie's hitting, Arnato's hitting. They were out number two and three, and then Newt Bar's leading off. 
it's just so cool to see all those Cardinals in it. And uh, congrats to Newt. He is going to have bragging rights over, you know, Miles Michaelis, Miles Michaelis, Wayne Wright, O'Neill, Edmund, all these guys for winning the World Baseball Classic. And it was really cool to see him build a fr- friendship with Shohei Otani. So you never know, right? Um, okay, guys. So let's get to the 26-man day roster. Let's start with this. So there's only four days of spring training left, um, and there's only there's five games left. So we have a, there's a doubleheader on Saturday for the Cardinals. I think they play the Marlins and the Nationals on Saturday. And uh, there's only four days left of spring training, and the Cardinals will head back to the Midwest and get back to St. Louis and get ready for opening day. So I'm going to preface this, the 26-man roster with this. And I want to say this, the, the backup catcher, spot right now for the Cardinals is a glaring weakness. Um, and I want to share with you a tweet that I posted. And before I really get to anything on the 26-man roster, and before I really make this statement about catchers, I want to put this up. So I tweeted this. I said, I don't mean this in a rude way, but Andrew Kisner may be putting up the worst spring training I've ever seen. His average is 95 and 42 at-bats without a single extra base hit in those 42 at-bats which is good for a 156 on-base percentage, a 0.95 slugging percentage, and a 251 OPS, okay? So, look, guys, the backup catcher role is a glaring weakness. And I don't put this tweet up, like I said, you know, to be a rude way, but our job as fans, and especially as making this podcast, is to evaluate the team. Um, man, and I saw somebody responded on, on that tweet, and they said a 251 OPS in baseball is the equivalent of a SAT score when you only put your name on it, right? Like I started, I thought that was pretty funny, but I do want to say this though: when it, when I put out a tweet like that or something against Andrew, you know, it's not really against Andrew Kisner. I'm just evaluating his play. That could go for any of my favorite teams, anybody on the St. Louis Cardinals as a whole. When I put up a tweet like that, or anybody generally puts up a tweet like that, it doesn't. It's it's not coming at them as a person, right? Or it's not, you know, downing them. You know, from a work ethic standpoint, I don't even understand how hard these guys work. And I think I have a decent grip on how hard it is to make it to that level. I understand that they do so many things. They put so many hours. I mean, this is their livelihood. This is how they're supposed to pay the bills, stuff like that. So I think sometimes not, you know, not many podcasts say that, right? Like it is, these guys put so many hours and time and so much dedication into this that I can't necessarily comprehend it. So when I put something up like that, it's not me being, you know, rude to him as a person. Like if I saw him in public, yeah, I'd love to take a picture with him, right? Or I'd love to, you know, talk to the guy, have a conversation. But I'm still going to bring up the fact of, you know, it's been a really, really bad spring training, one of the worst I can remember. So, you know, it's not a shot at him personally. It's just covering the team the best I can, and that's how I evaluate it. Okay, so with that being said, here we go. Let's start with the 26-man roster. Um I'm not really going to break down every single name like I, you know, that's obvious, like the Goldies and Arnados. Excuse me. Um, so let's start with this. We'll start with the pitchers and we'll start with starting pitching. Okay. So starting pitching, Miles Michaelis. Okay, obviously that's that's a lock. Um, Steven Matz, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, and Jake Woodford as of today. Um, when I first printed, you know, first took the note to this podcast, I didn't have Jake Woodford as a starter, right? But now I do because Adam Wainwright looks like he's got a some form of groin injury. Looks like he's going to be on the injured list. 
um, starting the opening day season. Now, whether that's a 15-day deal or what, it looks like he's going to miss a few weeks. Um, so that being said, it's it's essentially, you know, it is Cardinals hands is forced. And, you know, we talked about this. Hopefully no one was going to get injured in spring training. Well, there it is. Um, so that rotation, look, Steven Matz has looked great. He has a 1-5-3 ERA and 17 innings pitch. He looks like an ace right now. Miles Michaelis, I think, is going to be the opening day starter. Um, Jake, uh, Jack Flaherty, excuse me, 4.50 ERA, 16 innings pitched. Good to see him stay healthy. Not really where he wants to be yet, um, but he's obviously going to be on the rotation. Jordan Montgomery, same ERA of 4.50. Um, I think you know what you're going to get out of him, which is good. And, uh, then Jake Woodford, uh, 2.04 ERA and 17 innings pitched, <clears throat> which is slightly right behind Steven Matz. Uh, so it's just been a phenomenal season for Jake Woodford and I mean this with the utmost utmost respect but I'm you know I'm I'm not really concerned about Adam Wainwright's injury right now because Jake Woodford has earned this spot in spring to be on the 26 man roster and be a scratch starter until Wainwright comes back. Okay? Let's move on to the bullpen. Gets a little tricky here, right? Gets a little tricky here. This is there was a lot of battles going on in the bullpen so who's going to be on the roster for that? Uh so let's start with this. I got Andre Pallante. He's a lock. I got Ryan Helsley. He's a lock. I got Giovanni Gallegos. He's a lock. Jordan Hicks. He's going to be a lock. Um, Zach Thompson has had the best spring out of any reliever. Um, he, I don't think he's still giving up an earned run uh, this entire. He hasn't. He's pitched nine point one innings in relief. Hasn't given up a run. So he's clearly a lock. Probably going to be one of the most you know guys being asked to have the mo- get the most reliable, um, the most important outs. Um, Drew Verhagen, I got him in there. And somebody I just put the addition in there today was Henesis Cabrera. Why did I put Henesis Cabrera in there? Well, I think it's good to have another lefty arm in there. And I didn't have Henesis Cabrera in there until Adam Wainwright's going to go on the injured list. Therefore, I took Jake Woodford off of the bullpen. I moved him to the fifth starting position, uh, starting pitcher role, and I put Henesis Cabrera on the bullpen. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, I think that's going to be a situation. Guys are going to be going up and down, up and down. Performance is going to matter. You're going to be judged relatively quickly. Um, but the bullpen's uh, still a lot of questions there. And even the guys that are locks, like Andre Pallante and Ryan Helsley and Gio and Zach Thompson, in what capacity are we going to use these guys and in which innings and in which situations, right? Uh, so that's, that's going to be really, really cool to see this season. All right, let's go position player. So right now we have 12 guys on the roster, which leaves 14, um, yeah, 14, 14 more spots. Um, and let's start with the position players. Wilson Contreras, clearly going to be a catcher. Paul Goldschmidt, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Nolan Arenado, Lars Newtbar, Jordan Walker. Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gormez, Juan Yepes, Andrew Kisner, and Taylor Motter. All right, let's look at these. Wilson Contreras, obviously, right? He's a starting catcher. I think he's going to probably catch over 120-plus games, right? He's not going to have to take as many days off as Yachty due to his age. Paul Goldschmidt, obviously MVP. Donovan's had top five OPS in spring so far this year, Tommy Edmonds going to be the opening day shortstop. Though there is a little bit of concern about Tommy Edmonds this spring. Um, you know, he's had limited at bats in spring, but he's batting 167. Not a huge sample size. 
you know, had a pretty average WBC, but he'll, he's going to be the starting shortstop. Um, and let's see, I do have Jordan Walker on this list. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't make it. Uh, I think he has done everything in his power to make the opening day roster. I mean, he has the second most hits in all of Major League Baseball this spring. And, you know, in my opinion, it's hard to imagine what else he would need to do to make the club, right? His average has dipped down to 300, which is crazy to think. 300 is still a really, 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 really good average for spring training. But in my opinion, I think he has earned, and the reason I base this statement is it was said by Bill DeWitt, if Jordan Walker performs in spring, he will make the opening day roster. He batted 300. He had a couple home runs, right? Um, let's not overthink this. He's second in the MLB and all of and, you know in the hit in the hit category, right? For a guy this young, he's done that. He has performed. Now, whether he's gonna stay in the big leagues, I don't know. And I'm actually under the impression some people are like, okay, you know, no big deal. Start him opening day, and if if he if he plays well, then we keep him here. But if not, we move him back down to Memphis. Now, it sounds good on paper, but you got to think, I would actually rather it be the other way around. I would like to see, you know, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, and Newt Barr start in the outfield, and Jordan Walker is in AAA in Memphis and gets some AAA at-bats. Remember, he's never had any. And let's say he's tearing it up, and one of these guys in the outfield for the MLB team is, is going slow. Then we can do a transfer. But I don't really want to put Jordan Walker in the big leagues and he, let's say, starts really slow in his first 30, 40 at-bats and hurts his confidence. You know, that can be a slippery slope. So, anyway, I I think, you know, besides me saying that, I still think he did enough to make the opening day team. And I think we're going to see him um, in the outfield. Uh, Who else I got on here? Nolan Gorman, right? Like, Nolan Gorman's a guy that I think has had the most um, underrated spring on the whole team. And the reason I say that is he is batting 310. Um, his OPS is 956. Uh, he has he has three home runs. He's had 42 at-bats, 12 RBIs. The guy's done really, really good work. Everyone was begging, you know, Nolan Gorman to, to make the team last year. Remember, he started out not on the big league team, and then he, he came up on the big league team. He had a really good stretch, and at the end of the season, he was a little bit slow, but it's almost like everyone's got so caught up with Jordan Walker that we forgot how good a guy like Nolan Gorman can be. So I think he's somebody we need to keep our eye on, and I think he's going to have a huge impact, especially at the DH role, with Juan Yepes not necessarily having his greatest um, spring. Juan Yepes batted 222 um, with an OPS of 616. So he's still going to make the opening day roster. Um, I wrote down here, uh, next man up is going to be Alec Burleson. Um, I probably was going to put Alec Burleson on here. Um, if we didn't need Hennessy Cabrera, maybe drop a name in the bullpen and add an extra position player if you want. I mean, that's something. There's a real argument there. You know, Andrew Kisner. Andrew Kisner, man, this is interesting. The, you know, I just went on talking about how I put up that tweet about Andrew Kisner having a really bad spring. But, you know, Trace Barrera is the other option. And, you know, Ivan Herrera has already pretty much been optioned off. He's not going to – it looks like he's not even in the conversation for this. It's between Kisner and Trace Barrera. And on the broadcast today, Chip said, you know, Trace has had a really impressive spring, but he hasn't. He hasn't. His average is like 160-something. And he's, he's had one home run. I guess that sets him somewhat apart. But he hasn't had a good spring. 
know, between these two catchers, they're batting in like the 110, 120 range. You know, one of them has 40 some at bats, doesn't even have an extra base hit. It's no way around it. The catcher spot for the Cardinals, the backup catcher, is, is a glaring weakness. But a reason I got Andrew Kisner there is just because of, and I hate to say this, is more of his experience. He had experience behind a guy like Yadier Molina. He I don't want to he hasn't even he hasn't even taken advantage of his opportunities, but I do feel more comfortable with him than Trace Barrera. If Trace is on the team, I, I really I, I'm not going to bat an eye. You know, it, it doesn't matter to me. I'd like to see both these guys get you know some playing time. But let's just be honest; these guys are playing because they have to. They have to. I mean, we have no one else right now that can you know be a backup catcher. So that's why I have Kisner on the opening day roster. And Taylor Motter, last piece I'm going to get to here on the opening or opening day roster. Taylor Motter, clearly with Paul DeYoung injured. He's going to be out for a little bit of time, and that that's exact reason you it opens a door for somebody like Taylor Motter. Um, anyway, he hasn't been amazing this spring, but he does have three home runs in 47 at bats. He's batting 234, OPS 771. Pretty defense is okay, not bad, but it does open a door for a guy like him. I think he's 33 years old, so it's exciting to see him probably get an opportunity on opening day roster with Paul DeYoung being down because the Cardinals do need another infielder, and it looks like it's going to be him. All right, that's my 26-man roster. Love it, hate it. That's where I'm at. Spent some time on it. Um, I'm sure this could change. This could change in the last four days of spring training, five games left. You know, Hopefully no one gets injured, but you never know. Um, and maybe you guys have different differing opinions on this than me, but that's the beauty of the game. So that's all I got. Um, I'm actually headed out of town for the next five days again. Um, I will get another podcast out right before opening day, hopefully. And uh, we're going to pick up the pace of these podcasts. I know everybody's tired of spring training, including me. I'm ready to get the real thing on the road, start evaluating some games, previewing some series, um, vice versa, stuff like that. So anyway, that's all I got. As always, I'm your host, Braxton Wheeler, and this is the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Have a fantastic week, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.